As a successful entrepreneur, you're always looking for the inside secrets to really make a big impact. You want to serve your clients well. You want to scale the businesses up. You want to create systems that you can deliver tremendous value and build great value for yourself and all your stakeholders. Well, we have a guest that's done just that. She's a serial entrepreneur at a young age. She's made a big impact. And she's going to share some insights have led to her being one of the best-selling authors out there. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss this. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Shannon, Shannon Husky, I am so excited to have you here with me today. You are, uh, I met you at the Abundance 360 conference. You're hanging out with all these super successful individuals. They're all telling me how great you are. I bought your book. I've seen all the stuff that you're doing, and I am amazed. So, first of all, thank you for sharing your time with our fellow entrepreneurs. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, and, and one of the things, Shannon, that I was so impressed when, you know, everybody's talking about how hard charging they are and where are they, you know, they're in Chicago, New York, uh, Madrid, London, I mean, all over the world. And you said, geez, I'm at Whistler and I, I love skiing. I'm passionate. It's one of my favorite spots in the world. And I go, how do, how do you do all this? But So before we go to all these great insights, I'd like to hear some of the backstory, Shannon, of you know, how you got where you are today. Because, I mean, you've had some successful businesses go full cycle. You've, you, you've been one of the best-selling authors out there on you know, an area of business that is extremely competitive. And so you know, did you wake up, what, at four years old and say, this is what I'm going <laughs> to do? And how did it all come together? Uh, actually, I think it was more like I woke up when I was 18 and went, I need to live in Whistler, British <laughs> Columbia, but I need to live there and not be a traditional ski bum. And so I figured there was lots of other people who might want to uh, build not one, but two organizations with me, share the same core values and uh, want to really work hard and play hard. And that's been overdone. But uh, in, you know, being here, we were able to find it. And uh, quite thankfully, the Internet was, you know, at a point where we could pull that off, not only build a payment processing company, but a compliance uh, company for broker dealers as well. At a yeah, I know. That's amazing. I mean, what, what were some of the challenges that you found, Shannon? You know, I mean, because I know you're going to have a, a lot of jealous entrepreneurs uh, that <laughs> are going, OK, I'm somewhere where I'm not really sure I want to be. And if they've been to Whistler, you know, it's hard not to like it, whether it's winter or you know, summer, you know, whatever season it is. Um, but I, I, you know, I was kind of surprised. I, I did have to go back in your book. Did she build the businesses there or did you move there? I was thinking, and no, you built this. Yeah, no, we, we actually built the first business here up to 100 people. Some of the biggest challenges we had was actually finding space to build the business. There's, um, there's a, a little industrial park south of Whistler 
about 10 kilometers it is in Whistler and we started taking up little pieces of office space so much so that we had our own campus in that area and all the cafes in that area kept telling me we're having record months we keep having record <laughs> months and I was like well so are we and we keep growing and then the other challenge we had interestingly enough is because Whistler's uh, service you know town we're, we're mm -hmm. a tourist town um, and it was a crazy time to find just beds for our people to sleep in, right? As we grew, we had to pre-go out and find the housing. And I was at a huge crunch time. And uh, quite frankly, I think um, Whistler and the municipality of Whistler, we didn't quite fit into their plan. And uh, we, we took quite a bit of heat in the media over it for a period of time until people realized that we're a year-round business and here to stay. And we stayed for 10 years. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. And, you know, as you did these businesses, Shannon, you, you've learned a lot of lessons. Um, you know, you're, you're a young woman, a very talented woman. There aren't that many talented young women who are entrepreneurs who have gone full cycle on a couple businesses, wrote, wrote, you know, written a best-selling book on the experience and all the lessons learned. I mean, you know, how, how did that, you know, you know, how, how did that come together that you wanted to you know, not only build the businesses, but now sharing it with other fellow entrepreneurs? Yeah, so building the businesses was, um, you know, one of those great challenges, finding a team of people. And, uh, you know, I was very, very lucky to have uh, more than half the team come with me the second time around. So we found a, you know, we found a formula that worked. Um, now, you know, writing the book was a huge uh, accomplishment. It was one of those bucket list check. Um, but I think I learned more in that year than probably all the 15, 16, 17 years before that because I had to get inside my head and then out of my head to write it down in a way that people would understand. And, and my core purpose today is to help, you know, others, CEOs predominantly, you know, grow personally and professionally. As a CEO for that 17 years prior to that, it was to help others grow personally and professionally. That's what a CEO is there to do. So help me out with, um, you know, really the book. Uh, you, you know, you, this is all the lessons learned and you, you're now taking it and you know, you're sharing it with other CEOs, both in your publications as well as in your coaching business. And, uh, you know, they're, they're you know, again, this is, uh, there's so many great insights that you have through all the experience that you've had, and you've done a great job of communicating it, you know, but I looked at the title the first time, <laughs> and I got the metronome effect, and I'm going, okay, not the butterfly effect, the metronome effect, and I was thinking, I, I do use a metronome, uh, you know, for exercise, because, uh, you know, trying to get the rhythm and so on, yep. so I, I know, not very musically talented, but for exercise, <laughs> I use it. And I'm thinking, well, geez, you know, maybe that's what she's talking about. And this is obviously, you know, just having met you, I didn't know what it was. Why don't you tell everybody what is the metronome effect? Yeah, so the metronome effect is um, basically my account of learning how to grow not one business, not two, three, actually four businesses. And using a methodology as a leader of the organization, and quite frankly, the whole team, and setting a rhythm to grow the business. And when we set out to build our first business, I mean, we started it in 1995. 
um, on the edge of the bubble years. And if you're not tech focused, it doesn't really matter. The edge of the bubble years was just a really high growth time. And we had some good ideas and people got behind them and financed them. And quite frankly, the first five years of that business, we probably made every mistake you possibly could. Um, we finally found payment processing at the time where it was just at the right time, lucky, you know, at the right time. And we knew it, but we wanted to take advantage of it. And um, at that time, I, I call it like controlled chaos or maybe just it was chaos. You know, we went from four to 100 people that year and I was on the road about 95% of my time. And, and we hired all those people and made a ton of mistakes. And it was really obvious what those mistakes were, and it was on me. Um, I wasn't clear on my core values. So anytime I had a chance, maybe I was in the office and I got to speak to whoever we were hiring, we got it right more than not. And so my team finally said, what do you ask these people? And I said, well, I'm really just assessing whether I could go out and have a coffee, lunch, a beer with them. Uh, because they're going to spend a lot of time with them. They're going to be in our organization. We're going to work all day together. And I want to make sure they're the same core values. And so that's really obvious, quite frankly. You know, that's Jim Collins. That's from eons ago. Uh, but as a young entrepreneur, you don't know what you don't know. And we then spent a lot of time creating, you know, what our core values were. Just not even creating them, communicating them to the whole team. But at the same time, I was very, very pleased and very lucky to have met Vern Harnish. He was moderating a leadership forum, and um, I was one of the participants, and he kept throwing out things that came out of the Rockefeller Habits, which is now scaling up, and he kept throwing out, um, you know, we should handle that in a huddle, or, you know, what's your BHAG, which is from Jim Collins as well. Uh, what does your one-page plan look like? And all these things. And by the end of that three-day conference, I literally went up to him and said, I need to know more about this. And, and at the time I met Vern, just to put in full perspective, uh, I was reading four business books a week, looking for the silver bullet to solve our growth issue. And it was a good issue, but we weren't doing it well. And I wanted to do it in a way that, you know, we could enjoy Whistler, quite frankly, you know, live a life, uh, have fun at work and enjoy leaving work. And um, so uh, meeting Vern and sharing that with me, I, I then literally emailed him once a month for 12 months. And I asked him, what do I do next? He would tell me do this and what do I do next? And what do I do next? And what? So for 12 months, uh, and this is before Vern's book, The Rockefeller Habits, so we couldn't read the book. So we were just basically, I think, getting chapter by chapter from Vern, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> and we just would implement it. We were so desperate for change that we would just implement it as a leadership team and as a team. And we didn't tell anyone we we're implementing any methodology or the latest and greatest thing the CEO found. It was just, you know, we're trying to get better. Let's practice on getting better. And so we did it. And within 24 months, um, we had a rhythm within our organization that allowed us not only to execute 90 days, 12 months, we could set out our three-year goals. We knew how to get there strategically. We had our 10-year BHAG laid down. And we actually knew and we had a very strong culture and we lived it every day. So 
it sounds so simple, quite frankly, when you look back on it. But when you're in the weeds and you're trying to execute and grow your business, the best thing any CEO can do and any leadership can do is get outside of the weeds, get away from the weeds and look in on the company and look at it from a perspective of how am I going to grow this? What's happening outside? What's happening inside? How are my customers uh, you know, taking on what we have, what matters to them, all those things. But this is how we got to the fact, you know, we got to the point of we created this methodology. No, this is so good. I wanted to stop for a second here, uh, Shannon, because what I, I love is I'm a guy who reads an awful lot of books too. I've got a bunch back there. I just looked on my Kindle. I have 425 bucks. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I know you know that kind of effect too. And <laughs> And what I loved, when you know, I haven't read the full book. I, I told you before we started the interview, yeah. but I did start the intro. What I loved right in the beginning, what you've done is you you were on this journey to find answers, like many of your fellow entrepreneurs. Yes. I know certainly me and I, my and my guests, you out there too. And and what what you've done is you created a framework of some of the best people, and you know, built uh, and Vern. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a number of things with Vern. I really love his work. And I like the book even more, Scaling Up Now. Uh, and we're, we're either going to have him on a podcast or one of my webinars, but Vern's yeah, he's speaking in October good. at one of my big events. And just, you know, great guy. But, you know, the, the, you know what, there's a lot of books that are sold that are never put into action. And, you know, before we go into kind of getting all the rhythm in your book, how, how did you get the team along with you. I mean, it's one thing for you to fire off an email to yeah. Vern. It's another to come back and get the, you know, four to 400, you know, depending on what time <laughs> yeah, cycle yeah. To, to go on the journey with you. How'd you do that? Well, I, I think the biggest thing is that we were desperate for change. Um, we all knew that we needed to do something different. Mm -hmm. If we were going to have a consistent communication rhythm that we were all going to say the same thing, whether I was there or not, um, we had to do something different. And so, you know, part of it was we had a really young team. You know, probably the average age of our team in the beginning uh, was my age, which was like 29 or something like that, maybe, mm -hmm. if that. Um, and we just... You know, there's no naysayers. There's no traditional or non-traditional. This was just like, we have to figure out how to grow this company really fast. And we've got to figure it out because we have so much cash uh, and we want to continue to have that fuel to drive our business. And probably one of the biggest things, you know, I've learned probably after the fact is that, you know, every time you hit 10 people, 25 people, 100 people plus, you know, there's this valley of death. You know, Vern <laughs> talks about it in Scaling Up that you, you want to miss, you know, you want to make it as, as, uh, like the bunny hill, you know, you don't want to make it very steep and you want to drive through it, holding your culture and your team. And my team was very, very committed. That was one thing we had when, um, when we thought about the trust at the table, you know, the way that we could have some really strong discussions, we just want to make sure we're having the right discussions, setting the right goals, committing to them, and then driving towards the results. So it was really a testament of that whole team. Uh, but that team also shared very strongly my core values. I did get that team right at that time. I might not have gotten everyone right at that time, but I definitely got that team right. And they just 
you know, we, we were all committed to grow it. We knew the more we grew it, the longer we got to stay in Whistler and the more ski seasons we got, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> and a little mountain biking on the side too, yes, probably yep, here. Yep. So no, that's great. And, and so, you know, you, you took it and you were working with Vern, you read all these books and then tell me, you know, I put up on the screen, uh, the, the house that you built yeah. out of all right. this. Uh, let me do right. that. And this is, um, I just did a quick, um, out of uh, your book, I did a quick uh, uh, JPEG to just show it. And uh, awesome. you know, the, the metronome effect, and I've got it on the screen. And, you know, if you're not, um, if you're on the audio podcast, obviously you can't see it. You can go to the show notes. You'll be able to see it there. And a better way is just buy the book. And uh, But tell, tell me how, because, I mean, what I love is, You've gone ahead and you, you know, you've got the leadership and, you know, the classic is leadership at the bottom. You got the team at the top, the roof, you got the leaders at the foundation. I see the 10 year BHAGs, your, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals you're building. You've got all the systems and you've got a really nice rhythm illustrated there about executing plans monthly, quarterly. You've been talking about that. How, how did this all, I mean, this is. This is something that somebody publishes when they're 85 or so, <laughs> you know, Shannon. <laughs> uh, you know, the, we, we uh, came up with that house because I think of when I started telling you how did this all happen, um, it happened and started with me being more self-aware. Um, you know, I was a really young leader and you can have a lot of audacity as a young leader. And um, it was just got to the point where I had to be as self-aware and as transparent as possible. I, I could not have been the smartest person in the room. I needed to ensure I had, you know, the best people. That's one of the barriers to growth when the leader remains the smartest person in the room. So a lot of my reading was to do with that way back. Um, so the leader became the foundation. So I was able to attract a great team to Whistler. I loved it. They loved us. We're a huge family. I had to be very clear on why we we're creating the organization. And, um, you know, the core purpose of our organization was to create an organization that others would value. Shareholders, but the team as well. And then from a core value perspective, being the next layer of the house in, this, in that foundation, is I'd be very clear on my own core values. My core value is happy to come to work, happy to leave. Hungry enough to want to make a difference every day. And humble enough to want to learn every day. And so that became, you know, that was our core values. And you absolutely have to have those two things, core purpose, core values, makes up the culture, makes up how we're going to live and die every day. And we had to, you know, ensure that we were recognizing people for that. Then, you know, as, as the story goes, you read a ton of books, you come across Good to Great and Jim Collins and Built to Last. And you got to love the big, hairy, audacious goal. It's the goal that you set out that is your dream. You know, you don't have to know how to get there, but you've got to set it out and tell everybody. I remember telling everybody our big, hairy, audacious goal, being four people in Whistler, British Columbia in Function Junction, like, come on, and we're going to be a global payment processor. And everyone's like, yeah, that's, that's really nice. No, no, we are. And we're not going to be an e-commerce payment processor. We're going to be, you know, a face-to-face. -face. We're going to be in restaurants and hotels and shoe stores. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. You know, I can remember some of the banks I worked with at that time, and we were, you know, integrating, and they were, you know, basically patted me on the head and said, that's really nice, but can you help us now? 
of course, you know, we'll help you now. And then the two sides of the house, where they came from, if we have that as foundation, so people join our team believing the BHAG, believing why we exist and having our core values, then on the, the one side, the one wall of the house is a cohesive team. And, you know, everything I learned there, quite frankly, came from Pat Lencioni. And he, I think I've read every book he had. I, I'm pretty sure I was a groupie at the same time. I was probably a groupie of Vern. But I just wanted to learn everything I possibly could as fast as I could to learn how do we create this cohesive team, not only at the leadership, but our, you know, our larger team. And, you know, we, we actually, before the five dysfunctions of a, team, uh, of a team came out, we used the five temptations of a CEO. And that was I think Pat's first book, nice, fast book, take the BART train ride. We all did. And we all had to say what our biggest temptation was. Well, mine was accountability over popularity. Hence why I was on this journey. You know, I had to get, had to have my team 100% accountable and believing in the whole thing. So we started working this in. We just didn't do a workshop. We worked it into our rhythm. We worked it into our rhythm. As much as we were focusing on our culture day in and day out, we we're focusing now on our cohesiveness. Sounds ridiculous because a lot of people don't do it that way, but we thought it was a way to win. And we didn't, you know, no one was telling us right or wrong, traditional, not traditional. So we carried on. Then we came across, you know, and looked at we need a repeatable process, the other wall for our team. And we called it a human system, so unhuman, quite frankly, as unhuman as it gets. But we knew that people want to know and they expect in a certain way you're going to be treated in an organization. From all the way how you can recruit, to hire, to board, to coach, keep, reward. And we wanted the best. We wanted A players. And so we powered that with top grading. Um, and we, you know, again, learned all that methodology and we put it into the rhythm we already had going, you know, and we learned rhythm, quite frankly, uh, from Vern. But we took all these other thought leaders tools and worked them into one rhythm. Yeah. Hence why <laughs> at the very top of the house, we have leaders. Well, myself and my executive team would sandwich this. And it doesn't really matter what we did in the house uh, as long as we had these fundamental pieces in place. And in the house, uh, and in the house, and I'll go to the very top of the house in a minute, but in the house, we have a never ending cycle of looking at our strategy. So we have our BHAG, we're looking three years out. Three years out, we have to know how to get there. We have to frame it. We have to know what our differentiating actions are. We have to be able to say our strategy in a phrase. We have to know what our secret sauce is. And we need to know what matters to our customer, what we're going to be known for, and why they're going to buy from us. So we never stop looking at that. A lot of people create their strategy, put it on the shelf, look at it next year. We looked at it every week, every month, every 90 days, basically, and built a plan. And then on the execution side, you know, and this is a piece, as I said earlier, Vern said something about a huddle. Well, as you learn this, this is, you know, this is the leader setting the rhythm. You, you, you decide how often you want to communicate with your team. And in this particular effect that we found is we met every day. A lot of traditional companies said, that's outrageous. I cannot meet every day. There's no way. 
And the more we met, the less time we spent trying to find one another, communicate with one another, and quite frankly, putting this in place where we huddled every day, had a weekly, had a monthly, had a quarterly, had an annual meeting. I mean, it is that simple. As long as you're focused on where you're going, you know, the one-page plan that Vern uh, put together, it's just that's the core tool. So we stayed focused on it, and we were able to keep this rhythm running. And though as a leader, if you waver on that rhythm, the whole team is on the end, it's the ripple effect. You know, then they start to lose, actually, they, they'll lose confidence in that rhythm. So as a leader, you gotta be disciplined. If you set it out, you set it out and you run the rhythm for 30 days. You check, is this working? That's what we were doing. Every 30 days, I'd check with our team. How's this work? Do you like this agenda? You know, should we change the time? You know, should we make it longer, shorter? And we were actually, you know, planning the effect of this metronome, right? How fast do we beat, but we're all beating together. And then the team, the team's at the very top of the house. You know, the team is, everything that's going on in, you know, we need their feedback. It's this constant, you know, I, I show it as round and round we go, but without the team, it, you know, then nothing matters. So we had to ensure the team would say the exact same thing as I would. And by ensuring that the leadership team was this focused within a rhythm and communicating, we then had the leaders implement the same thing with the team. Yeah. And through that, you know, I think of the two acquisitions of my organizations where they're, you know, the choirs doing the typical, I'm gonna have three due diligence rooms going at once. And so I can't be in all the rooms. It didn't matter to me because I knew the team would say the exact same thing I would say. That's the confidence I had in yeah, it. Yeah, this is, I mean, Shannon, I got to tell you, I've worked with an awful lot of entrepreneurs and, and you, know, you have as clear a system and, of someone who was using it during the process. A lot of times they have good systems after. They forgot all the mess they were in <laughs> during the uh, business side. And I, I want to encourage everyone uh, yeah, this, this is a powerful methodology. And, you know, whatever methodology you use as an entrepreneur, you know, you've got to have, I've always thought of it, Shannon, as a framework, and I've been big on creating framework mm -hmm. to make things yeah. happen. Yes. I actually like the metronome better because it's one thing to have the framework, but then capturing that the rhythm, I think, is a big part. And I, and I never heard that before, you know, meeting you. And it, that's such an important thing. And, you know, um, I think that's the biggest thing why I wanted to actually write the book um, is a lot of us and we we all do it. We all go to different conferences. We all learn from some of the best people out there. But we come back and what we learned, whatever their methodology was or the framework to solve one of our issues and, and Vern coins it really well, right? People cash execution strategy. Everyone's making those decisions. And there's so many different frameworks that actually play in all those areas. But we wanted to actually go, yeah, okay, we love top grading. You know, that's the methodology you like. How do we make it work within our rhythm? And quite frankly, how do we tie it back to ensure that, you know, top grading, you know, it's all about getting a scorecard, you know, getting A players, but having a scorecard when they join, we, we wanted to take that scorecard and turn it into an individual's one-page plan, you know, and tie it back to Vern's work. And um, 
we just thought every time we learned a new and and I can go on and on and on about all the different authors that have contributed, but we can pull out you know a tool and put it into our strategic you know rhythm. Kyan Kripenoff, Outthinker. I learned that two years ago. I you know I had already exited my second business, but I use that regularly within this rhythm when I work with other CEOs today. Yeah, I, I think it's it, one of those. I think tools. it's so crazy. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I started AESNation.com as a creative virtual mastermind of talented individuals like yourself, Shannon. That, that you know, business is too hard to try to do it on your own. Yeah, and it's yes. too hard when you're all in the weeds, as you were saying too. That reaching outside, you know, people that have walked the path before successfully and sharing and. Boy, we talk about inexpensive ways, buying on uh, Kindle a book for $10, $15 or whatever. Right. I mean, you know, this is such uh, a great investment of time and energy. It, and, you know, it really makes a difference. Uh, let me go. I want to change a little bit. I want to go uh, to the next segment, which is, you know, the what we call the book of the day. And I don't think anybody's going to be surprised, Shannon. Um, I'd like you to talk about, you know, Really, you know, how you've organized the book so that the entrepreneurs can do it. And let me put up on the screen, too. I'm going to put up the book itself on Amazon. But tell us a little bit, you know, how they can use it effectively. And then I was thinking also you have a resource website, too, that would some downloads and tools that are available that we can make, you know, yeah. make sure everybody has. So I organized uh, the book. Um, you know, that lines up actually with the house. So, you know, starting out with leadership and being self-awareness and it sort of lines up with the journey that we found ourselves on. So, you know, working through it, um, you know, we start with the leader, then we're working, you know, through uh, knowing where we want to go. So from the strategic piece, there's a good few sections on looking externally into the environment. There's a tool that, you know, we coined the map and it's really just an, a, a tool that we came up with. I think we were all engineers of the time and we had to draw our marketplace. But I do this with all my companies and that I work with today and people go, oh, so simple. We draw the you know outside. And then we also did a, took one of Vern's tools, which is the cash conversion cycle tool. And a lot of people think the finance team should own that. But we drew it as a process map internally because we're looking for things you know we needed to get to know ourselves then we needed to get to know our marketplace then we had needed to get to know our business and then we needed to lay out our strategy so that's the next section of the book is laying out our three-year strategy and really working through that and being succinct taking something very complex and making it clear and simple and then from there within it you know we definitely uh, in the book, we're going left to right of Vern's one-page strategic plan. And the next section is getting really clear on execution. So not only what you're going to do, who is going to do it, and ensuring there's some really strong metrics uh, to know that if we write these down and we keep you know, looking at them day in and day out, yeah, it, it will happen. And we go to 90 days, we go to individually 90 days, and we go all the way down to 30 days. A lot of people think that, you know, stepping through that, that is just a, a huge task. But we wrote the book in a way that you can read it front to back and then go back in and pick where you believe, you know, in your organization, you might have the biggest challenge of the day. And then we end each chapter with um, key actions as well as resources. Um, because as 
as an entrepreneur and as a team, we used, you know, tons of thought leaders and we just thought, why not put it down into one place and then have entrepreneurs, you know, be able to check in and check out along the way as they're building their company. We definitely did well, that as well. One of the well. things I really like is you gave attribution to, to everyone. You've, you put the organization together, you know, in the book and it's easy to use and, you know, well, how did Vern feel about it? What was the response when he saw, you know, what you're doing? Well, Vern's response was actually great. I, I can remember the day he uh, texted me and he goes, okay, I'm getting on a plane. I, you know, I'm going to read your book. And I think he was probably the second person to read the book. And for that morning, or, you know, until I heard back from him, it was probably, you know, about eight hours later, I heard back from him. And it was, oh, I was just so happy that he loved it. You know, loved it enough to write the forward in the book. Yes. And um, I was really, really pleased because he was either going to love it or not love it, you know, and I'm not, I, I wasn't well, even sure. Well, the kind of guy to tell you that he doesn't love too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, exactly. I was prepared for that transparency. <laughs> and, you know, quite frankly, um, we, I don't even know if he knew what we had really done, you know, like he was the trigger that drove it all. And not only did it, we did, you know, we did this in two of our, my own companies that I co-founded with my team, but we also did it within the companies who acquired my companies adopted this framework. So I got to do it four times. Two, I led it as a CEO and two, I led it as an executive vice president on the team. So I don't even, I didn't know he knew the whole story and it was sort of fun for him to read it. And I, I knew quite frankly, I was going to know what he thought about it <laughs> when he got off the plane, but I was really pleased that he liked it. And I love, I love what he wrote no, about no, it. It's, it's great. And, and you, you know, one of the things I think, you know, now that you're a coach too, one of the, you know, favorite parts for Vern, for myself, for you, I'm sure is, you know, seeing someone execute and get the results they want or beyond. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than to see that happen. And yeah. And, you know, John, it's been super fun because when I exited, um, when I got released, you know, I had a two and a half year contract and with the second acquisition um, and I got released and I committed that um, I would certify as a Gazelle's coach, you know, in Vern's mm -hmm. coaching organization. And I did that about two years even before, I think after I sold the company and, and I had to, um, you know, I had to do the whole oral exams and, you know, you do a written exam, you have to do a whole lot of work, you know, to get certified there. And, and my biggest challenge in that was not understanding the tools because I certainly did, but I had to, there's a lot of great stories out there uh, of all these tools in play. And I had to learn those signature stories. Um, not, I couldn't use my own stories <laughs> in it. So that was always one of the tougher things. I was really glad I learned those stories, but that was my studying. It wasn't like how they all worked or why did we do these things? So I, I really appreciated that opportunity and being part of that community. No, no, definitely. And I know they did as well. Let's go to the next segment. And this is the application of the day. Shannon, what, what's one of the applications you use uh, that you'd like to share with your fellow entrepreneurs? Well, my favorite app as an entrepreneur, and I think just as living life these days, is Cam Scanner Pro. Cam Scanner Pro turns your phone into a scanner anywhere, and it turns it into a PDF. And quite frankly, being on the road and all over the place as we all are, uh, there's nothing better because we don't use fax machines anymore. Thank goodness. But Cam Scanner allows me to ski more. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> no, we were joking and we can use it. I'm going to download it right away, but I won't use it in the cherry left type. All track. right, all right. You can, you can though. <laughs> no, you can't. I'd be afraid that I'd get the arm and it would kind of show. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't look quite as professional here. Yeah, a little snowy. Yes, no. But let's go to, you know, now that you are no longer, you know, uh, working with your team, building these businesses that you have, but you're actually helping other entrepreneurs. I want to go to this last section, which is resources. And Shannon, what's available on your website? Um, let me pull that up here. And what's available and, you know, what are you doing now? And if somebody wants to reach out to you, um, how do they do that? So um, I'll start with what I do now. So I spend my time um, focusing on coaching CEOs and their executive teams, and they're all wanting to grow, and, and they're, you know, 5 million and up, and they're all wanting to triple, you know, in three years. They want to triple the size of their company. They want to use this framework. They bring me in to help them themselves the ceo grow but also the team so that's one thing second thing is i also work and teach a growth strategy program uh five modules throughout the year based on the metronome effect and all the different thought leaders within that that's been a huge amount of fun um and then the third thing is um i love going to different places speaking so i've been having a ball sharing this with a lot of different audiences um all over the world uh, this year, just in three months, I've been literally all over the world. So that's been a whole lot of fun. From a resource perspective, uh, ShannonSusco.com um, has basically, we've laid out every chapter. There's tools. There's um, uh, different things to download, whether it's the host diagram. But we try to make it as useful as possible because as entrepreneurs, we don't want to spend a lot of time recreating these things. We want to take the tool and use it. And I wanted to make it as practical as possible. No. I have to say one other site that has a lot of good tools on it, and you know it. But the scalingup.com site has a lot of good tools. That's where you'll find the one-page plan and some other tools that we use. But I make good reference in my site to that site. Uh, this has been great, Shannon, and I really appreciate it. Let me uh, go my key takeaways from this here. I mean, there, there are so many. I, I really do have a full page <laughs> of <laughs> notes and so on. And, you know, the, the, the part that really jumps out at me, I, I mean, I think, one, the leadership and, you know, how you use leadership and, and the metronome is that the leader is not only, you know, responsible for leading, but it, it's setting that rhythm. Right. And that's been so powerful. The second, I'm going to call it framework uh, because you've already done the house, but, you know, taking what I was so encouraged and, you know, and I've done it, but not as well as you, I'm going to become a little bit more organized on this, but taking all these great, you know, entrepreneur, fellow entrepreneurs and gurus and bringing together, you know, when you had an area that you needed to build out to have that complete house, that framework to really yep. grow your businesses, you know, the way you have, um, it, it's, it's amazing. So, you know, leadership framework. And then the third is, I'll tell you, what I love most is executing for results and you were doing it. So, I mean, it's just, it's inspiring. And I'm going to encourage everybody out there, you know, go to Shannon's website. You know, all the notes will be at aesnation.com, our transcription, the show notes, all the links to everything we talked about. And, you know, if you want to get results even close to what Shannon has, certainly read her book, <laughs> take the transcript, mark off the things, 
execute, execute, execute. And if you really want to do, reach out and contact Shannon as a coach because she's phenomenal. Shannon, thanks again for all, no, of you, thank you. for all of you out there, your clients, your future clients, your future strategic partners, they're counting on you. Don't let them down. Go out and execute and make a difference. Wish you the best of success. Thank you. Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough. AESNation.com.